This is the Trailblazers podcast, episode three with Dr. Nakisha Hammond. I found a place and, you know, started expanding and going from there. But it really was a moment to say, you know what, you have to get out of your comfort zone. You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. What's up, everyone? My guest today is Dr. Nikisha Hammond. Dr. Hammond is a licensed psychologist, speaker, and author, as well as the owner of Hammond Psychology and Associates PA, a private practice dedicated to helping children teens, families, and adults. She's owned her business for the past seven years, and she's enjoyed helping numerous families. In addition to her private practice work, she's actively involved in giving back to the community. She's a 2016 president-elect of the Florida Psychological Association and the 2016 secretary of the Ryan Neese Foundation. Additionally, she's involved in various outreach activities in the community, Dr. Hammond is also a key psychologist at the state and federal levels where she meets with legislators and actively advocates for patients of mental health and mental health professionals. She's also frequently consults with the media regarding mental health topics affecting children and families, and she enjoys speaking at various events. Currently, Dr. Hammond is working on publishing a book on how to keep children emotionally healthy and the book will be released in the spring of 2016, so we'll have to do an update for the community when her book is launched. I'm eager to get started with today's interview, so join me in welcoming Dr. Hammond. Hello, Doc. Hi, how are you? I am great. Thank you so very much for joining us on today's session. Thanks for having me. Now, I've known you for several years. We initially met as neighbors back in Tampa, mm-hmm. and I was much more of a friend of your husband and you know we really had the the opportunity to have much of a one-on-one conversation about what you do and your background but you know in the past year or so I've seen you generate so much media attention and awards keep popping up for you on LinkedIn and you know I just thought it would be great to talk with you a little bit further and I'm happy that our initial conversation led to today and we now have you on the show. You know, I've shared a little bit about your background, but I'd like to give you a minute or two to tell the Trailblazers community a little bit more about you. Okay. Well, as you you know mentioned, I'm in private practice, have been for seven years. Um, aside from my career life, if you will, I'm a proud mother of a three-year-old son um, and a wife of a husband that's very supportive with all my endeavors. It seems like so just, you know, like everyone else just trying to do that uh, parenting balance and career and life and wellness and all that good stuff. So now you've you've succeeded at at um, so much and now you're an entrepreneur. What was your dream as a kid? What when did you first learn about and develop an interest in psychology? So actually, my dream as a child, I remember when I was seven years old, I said that I wanted to be a doctor. I knew that, and I said that I wanted to work with kids, but back then, I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician, because (laughs) I went to my pediatrician every year, obviously, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, it's a doctor, and they work with kids. So it wasn't until really around high school, I was in um, the IB program, and I got to take two years of high school psychology, and I really learned more about psychology, and even more so in college, 
um, I really found out, wow, this is more of the direction I want to go in because I really wanted to help more children um, as opposed to more of a pediatrician role. But I would you know, definitely say as a young child, I knew I wanted to be a doctor and I wanted to work with kids. Was there anyone that inspired you to get into psychology? So my high school teacher, actually, from a wee bit ago, um, his name was <laughs> Mr. Ivy. He really inspired me a lot taught me a lot about psychology in general. And then um, at the University of Florida, where I graduated from for undergrad, there was a professor there, uh, Dr. Carolyn Tucker, who was absolutely amazing. She is um, just extremely professional, and she has won numerous awards. She's very driven, did amazing research, and I got the opportunity to be on her research team, which was just you know, amazing. All of us just really looked up to her. So those two individuals definitely inspired me to get into psychology. And um, so fast forward a bit. Oh, you're running a practice of your own. Uh, are there daily rituals that you have to help sharpen your mind and keep you on the ball in, in running your, your business? I really do. Um, two things that really work well for me is one, and it sounds really basic, but one is just taking deep breaths because Naturally, I'm a very, oh my goodness, I have to go to the board meeting, I have a patient next, I have to do this, I have to call the media and this person, and I'm like, ah, um, in my <laughs> natural state. So really, every single day, I, you know, just even if it's a couple minutes, just like, okay, take a deep breath, you know, relax, calm down. Um, and even in the moment when I feel myself like, oh, I'm overwhelmed, it's like, just stop, take a deep breath, breathe. Um, so I do that a lot. And also, I really try to surround myself with anything inspirational. So there's a lot online, good and bad, but especially on different social media and things like that, I, you know, try to subscribe to inspirational quotes or, you know, stories about successful people and things of that nature, just to really stay motivated. Because when you're running your own business, you're your own boss and no one's necessarily okay. telling you what to do. So you have to stay motivated. So I do those okay. things. You've been running your business for seven years? Yes, seven years this month. Congratulations on that. Thank you. That's, that's a big accomplishment, right? Thanks. Uh, what are some of the big lessons you've learned along the way as a psychologist, as a business owner? So as a psychologist, I would definitely say that it's been really interesting because I hear, as you can imagine, well, every story out there, I've met a lot of families, but what I've learned is that Deep down, people are really a lot stronger than they think. And in life, we have so much to endure when you think about it. I mean, at some point, there's loss, whether it's a job or a relationship or, you know, an opportunity or business, whatever it is, there's a lot of loss that we have to deal with. And I've seen so many families and, you know, children and adults really turn their life around. And it's, it's really cool to see that. And, I'm a believer. I may be a little biased, but I'm a believer in how strong and impactful that human connection can be with other mm -hmm. people. So it's it's been so cool to just see people's lives transformed. It's been a, an amazing experience. And I, anything um, that, you know, really stood out, lessons learned on, on the entrepreneurial side? Um, on, the, on the entrepreneurial side, I would just say that, and it sounds a little silly, but I did not know it was going to be so hard. <laughs> um, I think, well, getting into grad school and starting this, you're like, yeah, yeah, I want to do, I want to do, I want to do. But you forget, it's hard sometimes. And, you know, there, luckily, there's a lot of people, I'm, 
I feel blessed to have a really strong network and just people to turn to and ask questions to really motivate you and, well, answer your questions about what comes up in a business. Do you actually have mentors or like a support group, a mastermind group that you you turn to for accountability and, and for helping get advice to grow the business? Yeah, I, I have. And my mentors really, I mean, they've, I guess, changed along the way. I mean, obviously, when you're a child, you have certain people in your life that are mentors. But I've been really grateful. I've worked with um, a lady. Her name's Tammy Levent. She's local here. She has an amazing travel agency and I've worked with her as her client as a, um, well, she's my business consultant for a number of years. And it's been really neat because I went into that, actually a couple of my mentors, but I went into that thinking, you know, you're going to get business strategies and marketing and things like that, which I did get. But also I got to see the beauty of these particular entrepreneurs really giving back and how impactful their really successful business could be for the community. So that was right. that was cool to observe it and also you know learn to do that within my own business. So it's 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 very important. I, I don't think you know I've been sharing with a couple of the people that doing some research putting this podcast together. One of the number one things that I found affected black businesses from succeeding uh, was the fact that they didn't have the mentorship of other businesses mm-hmm. um, to help coach them. And, you know, mentor them up and hold them accountable, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people today have joined uh, mastermind groups and have several mentors to kind of help them know what steps to take, hold them accountable, give them guidance. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's good to kind of hear that you've had had some some mentorship along the way. And clearly it's helped. Definitely. You Definitely. Huge. <laughs> in a, in a, in a huge big way. way, right? Big way. Yes. Would highly That's recommend good. it. <laughs> That's good. Now. There are many listeners on our podcast who are going to be entrepreneurs and hoping to access some of your secret sauce mm-hmm. for building their own successful business. Um, they're tuning in right now wanting to know, you know, how do I get where you are today? Mm-hmm. You know, and what's your recipe for success? Now, we're going to, I'm going to ask you to share a little bit more on that in just a minute. But before we do, um, I want us to probably take a step back and talk about some of your roadblocks because... I've been a serial entrepreneur. I've run several businesses and no matter what line of work you're in, what type of business you start, you don't arrive at success on a direct route, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to, you might bang at your craft for several years um, and go through so many hurdles before you actually realize whatever you define as success, right? Right. Um, so let's take a minute. Um, share with our audience a time when, you know, you probably, you probably experienced some measure of failure, you know, things didn't go the way you planned. Talk to me a little bit about that challenge and what happened and what you did to overcome that obstacle. Okay. Um, well, actually it was starting back in grad, graduate school and most people don't know this, but after the first year of graduate school, I actually had to drop out of the program. Um, it was very devastating because I was really young at the time. And actually, when I applied to graduate school, I applied for the master's program and they accepted me into the doctorate program. So it was it was exciting. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yes. And you just think I made it. I'm in a doctor program. Let's go. You know, you're counting down your four or five years and you're done. But and I well, I felt like I worked so hard. I mean, I had a three point nine something GPA. I was like, yep, I'm good. But what had happened was that. The tuition hiked, I mean, just 
enormous hike um, in tuition and they were working on some accreditation things. So literally I got to a point where I was like, I cannot afford to go to graduate school. Um, and it was, uh. it was, it was devastating. I mean, my whole world just like, what, what do you mean? So I had to take a year off. And in that year though, I didn't know what would happen with the accreditation if I was going back. And a lot of people, a lot of my you know, friends and were, not, were asking me like, what are you going to do if you're not a psychologist? And I was just like, I don't know. That's my passion. I want to work with kids and that's what I want to do. So, um, so needless to say, thankfully, um, a year later, they, you know, worked on their accreditation or whatnot. And so that it basically qualified me for, you know, additional financial assistance and loans and all that. So I was able to, I had to reapply <laughs> to the program wow. to kind of put your tail between your legs, you know, reapply to the program and get back in and just, you know, keep going from there. But, but yeah, it was definitely a, a struggle and, a, you know, not something that I thought would happen, but managed to get past that. So. What what would you say pushed you through that doubt, the doubt that crept in? It, it really, I think, really just constantly saying, I, I can't give up. I know, I well, I felt like I knew, you know, at the time, this is what I want to do. So I cannot give up. And in that year off, actually, um, maybe to help myself cope, I, I trained for my first half marathon. And wow. yeah, and I, I was I was proud of doing that physically, but really, honestly, mentally, dur- well, because I mean, it's an endurance sport and you have to you have a lot of time to think with yourself. And it really helped me mentally to just say, you know, keep going and you can't give up on this. You have to try again. And, you know, like I said, luckily, circumstances change and I was able to continue. But um, but yeah. That's a really neat story. Thanks for sharing that. No problem. All right. So, I, you know, and there are obviously many, many more events and things that def- definitely happened, right? Right. To, to get you to where you are today. Mm-hmm. Um, was there ever a decision or a defining moment that you probably considered to be a significant one on your on this journey towards today's success? I would say so. When I first started the practice, I was renting a one office, you know, I don't know, 150 square foot space or whatnot um, in um, a larger facility with other psychologists. And there was a time when I said, okay, I want to expand. But as nerve wracking as it is, I was in my late 20s to start a business. It was also nerve wracking to think I have to move out of my comfort zone and leave, you know, my comfortable little one office place was just me, myself and I, um, and expand the business. So, but, um, I, a couple weeks away from delivering my child, I was very pregnant at the time. I decided to move out of that space with faith. And I mean, I literally remember that day the movers came and I'm literally, you know, pretty much nine months pregnant. And they're like, um, can we help you? I'm like, just, <laughs> just move my stuff right now. I'm big and pregnant. Please move my stuff out of here. Um, but I, I moved my things out. Um, I had no idea where I was going. I knew I would be going on maternity leave in a couple of, um, you know, for a couple of months. And in that time, I, you know, I'm a woman of faith and, I found a place and, you know, started expanding and going from there. But it really was a moment to say, you know what, you have to get out of your comfort zone. You know, you have plans and, you know, business goals and got to start, you know, keep it moving. So I just love that. As an entrepreneur, <laughs> I just love that. That's that's great. You have to get out of your comfort zone yes. in order to see change. Mm-hmm. And um, 
that, that's great. So, you know, if, if you had to attribute three reasons why you've risen to where you are today in your practice, you know, what would they be? I would say the first one I would say is passion. I am very, I feel so blessed and so fortunate to really do what I love. And it's working with children, working with families and, you know, being an opportunity to be in the community. So I would say passion um, and persistence. Um, the second thing I would say is making sacrifices, um, mm-hmm. meaning sometimes, and I think, well, balance is very overrated <laughs> as a term because especially as an entrepreneur, we can't equally, always equally divide our time. So it's not this nice pie chart where family has, you know, 25% of your time and work is 25% of your time and this is 25% of your time. Sometimes, unfortunately, you know, things, ha- you have to make sacrifices with your time. So maybe, you know, the family time goes down a little bit at some point, but, or, you know, this part of your life, the, the leisure time, you know, goes down a little bit. I know there's been a lot of, you know, all-nighters in the process of learning everything. So making sacrifices. And then the third thing I think is really asking a lot of questions, um, especially with a business. There's so, there's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of factors, but really, taking the time, asking questions, doing the research, you know, to get whether it's a business plan or expansion or marketing or whatever it is, just really asking those questions. That in and of itself gets you out of your comfort zone to ask those (laughs) questions too, because I know you have to almost press sometimes to get answers that are going to help you move that needle. Yeah. And that that is very difficult, but it's very important at the same point in time as an entrepreneur to not be afraid to ask those those tough questions and get the help you need. Yes. So as a marketer, um, there's a, a business term we call USP, your unique selling proposition. And so I wanted to ask, what's in it for the customers of your practice that they can't get from someone somewhere else? What's the Dr. Hammond difference? I think the Dr. Hammond difference is that I, I like I said, I really love what I do. So I try to find creative ways to help people. So I I am not at all an advocate of any type of cookie cutter approach, whether it be therapy or, you know, psychological testing or whatnot. I think everyone is very different. But what we've done, for example, in our office is, you know, we ha- we ran into a situation where some people say, you know, what? I can't afford therapy. I can't afford whatever, you know, the doctor rate or that sort of thing. So I brought on, well, I'm a supervisor for doctoral level interns. And what they can do is they can provide reduced fee for, you know, individuals that maybe they can't afford the, you know, quote unquote doctorate, but you can still get the services you need. And another thing that we did was, um, well, I think a couple years ago, we started free therapy for, well, I have a very special place in my heart for big brothers, big sisters. So for the littles in the program, then they get free therapy because, a lot of those kids have, um, they're in situations where they may be at or below the poverty level, so they would never get access to any type of mental health services necessarily. So we provide, you know, free therapy for some of those kids in that program. So really, I think we just try to find creative ways to help people um, in various situations, uh, no matter what. That's great. Dr. Hammond, I just want to take a minute today to acknowledge you. You've succeeded at becoming a doctor despite those challenges mm-hmm. uh, in the early early phase in school, um, a successful entrepreneur 
while also being a wife and a mother. And in the past, you know, several years, and in, in especially in this last couple of years, you've been stacking up the awards, and you've been featured in Essence and Ebony and appearing on TV and radio. I just want to say congratulations on becoming a positive role model in our community for women, for black professionals, and for entrepreneurs. Thank you. You are very welcome. So we've got just a few more minutes with you, but now we want to take things above and beyond. And um, we're going to speed things up a bit uh, in these last couple minutes. Uh, are you ready? Yes, ready. All right. <laughs> All right, give me one effective skill or technique we could add or improve on today to become better than we were yesterday. I would definitely say as specifically for, you know, business owners to have a team of consultants to answer questions because you do not have to be the expert on everything. So if you need an accountant, if you need business consulting, marketing consulting, do your research and have your team of consultants. What's one book you read that moved you to take action in some way? I One of my favorite books is The Success Principles, and it's by Jack Canfield. And it's, it's, I mean, it has so many really concrete exercises that you can do to better yourself, to better the community, you know, if you need to learn your life's purpose, and a lot of vision exercises and things like that. So I, I really love The Success Principles. What's something small you've done? that you're proud of? Um, so this year, actually, it actually happened this past Christmas. Um, we, well, our church every year, we do, um, you know, like giving presents out to children in need, that sort of thing. And I've done that, I think this is like the ninth year, because I, I just love that program. And this year, some of the families were not able to make it to the party that where we give out the gifts. And um, for this particular local school, and so I felt really bad because I knew that they had already gone on break and they didn't have transportation to come to the party. So they would have gotten the gifts, you know, when school started again. I'm like, well, that defeats the purpose because you don't get it for Christmas. Um, right. So I called, anyways, got the number and called two of the families and one of the ladies to deliver their gifts. And one of the ladies, it was the saddest thing, but she told me, like, she was like, like, I mean, it was like I was her say, but she was like, you know, thank you so much for calling me. I've been crying because I didn't have transportation. I couldn't get to the party and my kids would have nothing for Christmas. And I was like, oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> you know, so I got to deliver gifts. I mean, one lady was like waiting outside of her house. It just it felt like I was Santa Claus a little bit. But it's just it's just so amazing. Sometimes the things that we think we're doing that are small have the biggest impact. I didn't know, you know, all of that about her family. And sometimes the small things are really big to someone else. So that was a pretty Absolutely. cool experience. Absolutely. Can a future trailblazer have too many goals they're chasing at one time? I would say absolutely not. Um, I think you should prioritize your goal, but I don't think you can have too many goals. I think it's really cool to be in, you know, a lot of different projects and a lot of different goals. So prioritize, but you don't have to, you don't have, you can't have too many goals. Name an online resource. It could be an app, software, or tool that you use every day in your business, and you just can't live without it. Um, so actually, so for me, it's I guess it's social media, and that would be Twitter. There are so many really great resources uh, for business strategies and tips and things like that. So, and they're you know pretty quick, 140 characters or less. So I use Twitter every day. What do you wish you knew when you were younger that would have made you wiser and even more successful today? 
I really wish I knew that it is okay to not have, as you mentioned before, that linear path to success. Um, I wish someone had said, you know what, there's going to be a lot of bumps along the way, but it's okay. It's a lot of hard work, but you can still get there and don't really get hung up on the small stuff. But keep in mind the bigger picture. Very, very important. And so that brings me to my final question for today. Is there one truth that has held constant throughout your life's journey? I would say really two words, and that is keep going. Um, that's kind of a little mantra that I actually tell myself, and it's helped me, well, especially training for some of the half marathons, to just, you know, literally keep saying keep going. Um, but also, you know, in business with, you know, like you mentioned, all the stresses, things come up and things don't go as planned. And just to remember that, just keep going. I, I might have to use that one. I use it a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Hammond, please tell our listeners where they can learn more about you and we'll wrap up for today. Okay. Um, so our website is www.hammondpsychology.com. Or as I mentioned, I'm always on Twitter. So it's dr underscore Hammond. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate you being our guest today, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. So there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Dr. Hammond. Be sure to check out the show notes page at www.tbpod.com episode three to get access to all the resources mentioned in this episode. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast and this episode please go ahead and leave us a review on itunes and be sure to subscribe to the podcast the reviews and subscriptions help us um, in a big way with getting the ranking up for the show within itunes also please be sure to share the podcast with your friends on facebook twitter and linkedin guys have a terrific week go out and blaze your trail